What's good, everybody? It's Scoobert Dubert here for Love Music More. So some of you might know that this podcast was originally named Music Appreciation 101. But it became Love Music More because I realized that they're actually one in the same. The more you appreciate music, the more you love it. And I want to focus on the solution, the end, rather than the means. But still, based on that conversation I had last week, which was super fun with Harper, I wanted to dig deeper into the value of music education and and share, I don't know, some of my perspective. And I think that it starts with, are you doing music to make money? Or is there another value that you're getting out of it? Because if you're doing it for the money, you should stop. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's just do anything else, like literally anything else, and you'll make more money. But money isn't all about value necessarily. It's how other people maybe value it or how the economic system values it. But what about how you value your life, your limited time, the limited amount of things that you will ever be able to learn? There's a finite amount of information that you're going to be able to consume and process and become. Where are you going to point that? And like, yes, all these things need to be balanced. But I think that there's real value in a music education. While it might not be economic, I think it's a wealth of everything else. And I also think that it can lead to wealth because it changes you as a human being, as a person. Like what you can do, the amount of intensity that you can bring to a problem. And also if you're a musician, like, like, a, like an artist, you're going to have to learn everything. You'll be a PR person, you'll be writing press releases, you'll be a website designer, you'll be a designer of websites, you're going to be a music video director, you're going to be editing stuff in designer, you're going to be learning all the Adobe tools, you'll know a bunch of complicated programs like Pro Tools, like you're going to be a little bit of everything because you have to. And then you're not even going to necessarily get that rewarded with it in the economic sense. But guess what? Like those tools are transferable. I know a bunch of people that were musicians and they go to like normal day job and they're like, dang, this is easy compared to the thing that I'm passionate about. So then that's the central argument, I guess, is where's the value? And for me, the value is like who you become, the network that you build and you, the community, community that you become a part of. And so much of the music education process is not even the technical stuff. And a lot of the technical stuff is only taught to get you to either have tools to overcome challenges, super valid. I talk about that with music theory all the time where it's like, okay, I ran out of inspiration. What do I do next? You can dip into your bag of music theory and wait for inspiration to strike again. Or to like, what my friend Max, who's been on the pod, has said often, draw a circle around the bullseye. You might never be able to necessarily find the bullseye, but you can kind of draw a circle around it. And that's what this sense of that osmosis, that just being in it, swimming in the water of music itself, that you start to figure it out. Don't exactly know how you figured it out. Nobody necessarily explained it to you. But enough people around you were kind of doing it that somehow you started to find your own path up this mountain that nobody ever travels the same path up. But music education unlocks the tools that, you know, like the water bottle. It's like music education is like that REI. that Like you can get that nice backpack and you can get all the tools that you need to be able to summit the mountain. But ultimately when you're on that mountain, it's just like 
What wilderness skills have you acquired? What's your common sense? How are you going to get how are you going to dip, dig deeper into your endurance and keep climbing higher? I really, music as a mountain is like a thing that just keeps sticking with me because I swear that's what it feels like. It feels like hiking these incredible peaks and the higher you get, the less air there is. Sometimes you need to retreat so you can go back up again. Sometimes the uh, descent is more dangerous than the ascent. All for us to, you know, put a little tiny pebble at the top of the mountain or on the the side of the mountain and say, hey, I contributed to this massive thing. But how do you get up the mountain without the tools to get up the mountain? And then also without the like osmotic, that community vibe that you kind of just learn illogically just by being a part of it. That's what music education offers you and also teaches you how to learn and how to hustle as all education does. Like, it's funny that, I mean, I, that, that's one of the things I thought was so interesting with, with college for me was each stage of education kind of tackles a problem in a different way from the memorization to the very final boss level of there's no solution. Think really hard about the question. And that's your homework. And music is the ultimate version of that. And so that's why, you know, Einstein was a violinist, I'm just saying. There's a reason it unlocks a certain part of your brain, a certain way of thinking that you can only gather through participation. And the participation includes listening. It doesn't just mean composition or, or playing. It includes just being immersed in it. And that's what I advocate for with education. And that's why I'm like a little bit hesitant for the people that view like recording engineering trade schools or super immersive kind of like boot camp versions of guitar shred school. It kind of misses the point for me. So the point isn't like I can play really fast. I worked really hard to get able to play really fast and no one wants to listen to that. I do it sometimes, but it's for me. It's not, I know, like it's not for the people. The people want to hear beautiful colors. They want to hear emotion. They want to hear something new. They don't want to just hear you just playing notes at a million miles an hour. In the same way that like recording engineering school, recording engineering is really simple. Hear a problem, try and fix it. You don't have a lot of tools. Control your low end, control your high end, and don't try to do everything right on the track. Try to do it in the way that it relates to everybody else. That's pretty much it. Like, make sure your cables work, you know? Like, it's pretty simple stuff. In the same way that, like, even playing guitar is pretty simple stuff. There's a few shapes, a few strings. Keep it in tune. (laughs) You know, practice them. But it's that next step that makes you meaningful, that gives you value. And without that, then you're just playing notes or you're just pushing buttons, just turning knobs. It's, it's not even just the intention of like, oh, now I know how a compressor works. I'm going to use a compressor. 
It's about learning how the entire mix works and how the kick drum and the snare drum and the bass are all going to act together into that compressor and how they're going to act going into the next compressor and the next compressor and the next saturator and like how all of this stuff will affect the way that the vocal is perceived. And you can't really teach all of that. You just kind of got to do it. But it's a lot easier to do it if you have like good musicians around you and you have people to mix. And luckily we have the internet so you can do that. But the technical stuff, that's easy to acquire. It's that next tier. It's, it's, like, it's like it's easy to go up the foothills of the mountain. It's easy to buy a backpack or a water filter. Anybody can do it. Anybody can filter water. But once you hit 14,000 feet, are you still on your feet? Did you acclimate? Did you train? Did you read everything you needed to know and like hang out with the right people so that you could kind of soak it in or, or have a guide with you that can guide you up that mountain? There's, there are those next tiers. It's almost like a shamanic vision quest thing. If you just jump into that, you're going to have a bad trip. <laughs> this, is, this is like a sacred thing. You got you to gotta pay for it. Yeah, like paying for music school <laughs> or teachers or whatever. But you got to pay for it in terms of spirit as well. So my view on music education is just don't think of it so narrowly. It is not a trade school. It's almost the opposite of trade school. You come out and you know less than you came in. <laughs> You're less confident now. But the whole point is to grow you as a person, to grow your ability to learn and to grow and to immerse you in a network of people that are all pushing for the same damn near impossible goal. But if you can be an unstoppable force, you can move mountains, especially with a community, with enough people. But to think you can do it alone, just like with YouTube or whatever, that, yeah, that could, that could handle some of the technical side. This podcast can help you with some of the technical stuff. But it's that network, it's that community, it's the shared growth, it's the immersion that gets you to that next level. I'm feeling it with my Japanese. I don't know what to do to give myself that level of immersion that I think is required for me to get to the next level of Japanese. I've hit this intermediate plateau. And this is naturally the time where you'd be like, oh, just go live in Japan for a year. And be like, yeah, that would probably do it. But I can't do that. So like, where do you turn? I think it's the same kind of thought process. If you can't go to music school, there's got to be other ways you can figure this out. Other online communities, other types of immersion that you can do so that you're, you'll be ready. It's like the people that live in Colorado, they can climb mountains every single day. No problem. People that live in Florida... A little harder. That doesn't mean that somebody in, that lives in Florida can't train up to be able to climb some pretty sweet mountains. While they might not be able to be as extreme or as good as the people that live at the at the feet of the the foot of the mountain, um, they can still get pretty close. And so that's that's what that's what I'm trying to do is like, hey, you know, if you don't have unlimited resources, if you don't live in Southern California where there's just musicians everywhere, do what you can. Find your ways, do your squats, and find your online communities or communities locally that think like you so you can all grow together. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I think, I think that music is beautiful too, that you can converse with people that are long dead by just listening to their work over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. Listening to something once or twice, no, doesn't soak in. You got to spam it. You really, you have to, you have to swim in it and think about their influences. You know, think about everybody in this chain, this interconnected thing. And they're all like, you know, like a foothold if you're going rock climbing. It's like, okay, you got the Beatles, so you can start there or you can take a step back. Start listening to the people that influenced the Beatles. Like Little Richard, Buddy Holly, you know? It's the same thing with, I don't know, when I was learning how to play Led Zeppelin riffs, some of the best riffs of all time. It was a lot easier for me to play those riffs because I played the Ventures. Because Jimmy Page also played the Ventures. So you were finding these paths that helped lead towards the, I don't know, the trailhead, right? And it's a lot easier to get there if you know the path that they took too. But it's all that kind of thinking and then that kind of doing is one thing to think about that stuff. Another thing to put in the hours and the time that music education can help you because it can help you be accountable and can help you think that through. So like my guitar teacher, he was part of the infrastructure that I had with, along with my family and stuff that was sharing music and sharing how to get from that rung of the ladder to the next. And then eventually like music school, you're in a framework that you're going to get an F if you don't do this. And that helps, that helped me. You know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty self-motivated. That's part of the reason why I'm able to put out a bunch of stuff and make a lot of music, but I'm not quite self-motivated enough to do what music education did to me. It like really helps. It helps you do the work if you have a framework. And without it, sometimes you'll like be six months later and be like, all oh, right, that lesson plan I made for myself. Finding that priority. It's really hard. And I'm sympathetic, you know, I, I feel like very fortunate that I was able to make the economically worse choice. But I still think that it's okay to be a advocate of value and of sacrificing for value. Because I think that music education is one of the most valuable pursuits that anybody on this earth can undertake. And so, yeah, I've gotten my fair share of criticism and jokes that I was a music major. But I take it on the chin because they don't even know best move I could have ever made and even if you don't go to school for it I just encourage you go deeper take that next step my next rung of the ladder you might see farther than you ever thought you could see because you chose you made the active real choice to love music more if you guys enjoyed this podcast please throw me five stars and uh, subscribe and you can check out my music at www.scubertdubert.com.
pizza. I'll put the link in the bio too, so you can check that out. Hear what I'm working on. And I've got a new album coming out on Friday. So I can't wait for you all to hear Mob, M-O-B, the start of my Mobius album cycle. More to come on what that means. But until next time.